Welcome to Triple M's Money Talk, where we investigate the financial issues that affect you. And with me, it's a good morning to Russell Tim from MoneyLink Financial Planning. How are you? Uh, good morning, Neil. Nice to see you back, fit and well in orange again, and on the on the airwaves. Yeah, good to be here now, Russell. From memory, I think uh, most super and investment funds did quite well for the last financial year, but since then it hasn't been plain sailing, has it? Uh, there's been a few things causing shares and investments to be a little on the weak side. Uh, yes, Neil, that's certainly right, unfortunately. Um, the last year was good and July was positive too. Uh, back then inflation was coming down and most people were fairly confident that interest rates had reached their peak. But then in August and September, investors started to worry that inflation wasn't coming down fast enough and perhaps interest rates may have to go up further. The inflation figure for the year to September actually rose again from 4.9% to 5.4%. And now we have conflict in the Middle East. Obviously, that's causing concern for financial markets too. Uh, yes, it certainly is, Neil. Yeah, October saw investment slipping back further. Uh, people were worried that the conflict might might escalate, and they still are. Um, they were also concerned about possible disruption to oil supplies, which would cause energy prices to rise further, and that, of course, would handicap economies and, and put upward pressure on inflation. So could we see further problems ahead? For me, the outlook <coughs> isn't clear. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, there have been some encouraging signs, though. Uh, the major global military forces have avoided the Ukraine war, so that that remains a local conflict. Uh, and so far, that has also been the case in Gaza, too. Others haven't got involved. If that continues, investment performance over the next few months is likely to be most influenced by interest rates. And uh, our rates have been pushed up dramatically to control inflation, as we know. Um, it had been falling for the last six months, but then ticked back up again in September, as I said, raising concerns. Now, we have a new governor in charge at the Reserve Bank. Michelle Bullock is her name. Is she going to be able to get inflation back down again? Uh, well, fortunately, she's very experienced, having spent her whole career at the RBA. Uh, I think she'll do a good job, as the previous governor did. Uh, the decision to leave rates unchanged in September was expected, and most analysts expected there would be a rate rise yesterday. Uh, the new governor isn't weak. She suggested that there still could be more rate increases needed ahead. OK. Now, we know inflation is high. The costs of things keep rising. Then people want uh, pay rises to keep up, keep up. So how do we break that cycle? Uh, yes, it is a challenge. Um, it all started with the government spending and handouts during COVID, of course. Uh, people have plenty of, had plenty of cash to spend. Um, that created demand and led to shortages. Energy prices rose when the Ukraine war started and have been trending higher since. So salaries and wages have had to rise. Um, and that means the cost of producing goods keeps rising. And of course, that means higher inflation. Well, it has come down since its peak last year, but it is still high. Okay, we need people to slow their spending so demand for goods and services decreases and prices can come down. Is that right? Uh, yes, that's about it. We're seeking a controlled slowdown in the economy. So demand drops. Economists call it a soft landing, Neil. Okay, now the one positive thing for investors is that banks are now offering up to 5% interest on deposits. So that's quite attractive. 
Uh, yes, it is, um, but it is fully taxable and it doesn't have any uh, franking credits, tax credits. Um, and inflation is around 5% anyway. Um, AMP Chief Economist uh, Shane Oliver says when it comes to investing in growth assets, the historical track record shows that succumbing too much to pessimism doesn't pay. He says the history of share and property markets in developed countries has been a triumph of optimists, that's his words. Um, Oliver says $1 invested in cash deposits in 1900, that's a long time back, uh, with income reinvested is now worth about $250 and a dollar invested in government bonds is worth about $900 uh, while a dollar invested in average Australian shares is over $800,000. <laughs> that's very impressive. But of course the movements are very unpredictable. Uh, yes, true, they are. Um, we are in a transition period trying to engineer a slowdown, a, a return to normal without a recession. That's what we want. Some investors may like to move their money into cash deposits and wait a while until the future is clearer. Uh, however, Shane Oliver points out that it's extremely difficult to choose exactly when to opt out and go to cash and when to buy back in to profit from the recovery. I've also noticed that house values in Sydney are already recovering from their fall last year and there aren't any bargains around here either. Uh, yeah, that's right. Sydney house prices are back up, I think, uh, 10 or 11% or something. Um, uh, and shares in good quality companies with, with reliable earnings and dividends are also still in demand. Prices are down a bit, but they're still in demand. Um, when inflation is high, asset values do usually rise. Okay. Thank you very much, Russell. Thank you, Neil. And Russell Tim is a representative of MoneyLink Financial Planning Proprietary Limited, an Australian financial services licence holder.